Welcome to Theatre of the World, the sixth and final episode of this series. Uh, where Man Bites God, I'm James. I'm Mark. And I'm Chris. And the title of this episode is Booze. Booze. Oh, we said that at the same time. We Booze. Well, oh, Chris, a little late. Well, well done. I've had too much to drink. So what we like to do at the start of every episode of Theatre of the World is open with fact bombs. But before we do, we sing the theme song that goes like this. Fact bombs, fact bombs. Mark's got a fact bomb. Fact bombs. Uh, Winston Churchill once said, I may be drunk, miss, but in the morning I will be sober and you will still be ugly. (laughs) He probably wouldn't have been sober in the morning. Knowing what we know about Winston Churchill. It sounds like Winston Churchill's doing a tight five down yeah. at the uh, the local comedy club and someone's heckled him. <laughs> Did he quote that in his speech? A war announcement or something. <laughs> I believe it was on meeting the Queen. <laughs> <laughs> He's being sworn in as Prime Minister and he just he dropped that one liner on her and then smoked a cigar and got more fat. <laughs> a martini is made typically with gin and vermouth. That's it. That's yeah. good. Lovely, that's lovely. That is a fact, fact. And, is it, fact. and it was a bit of a bomb. Can I tell yeah. you? Can I tell you? Um, uh, uh, my father makes a fantastic martini, Does he? and uh, this is his recipe. And uh, people at home uh, might want to pick up a pen, although a pen is not used in the recipe. If you want to make a good martini, the idea is not to put too much vermouth in it. Mm. So what my father does is he puts gin and ice in a cocktail shaker and thinks about vermouth. <laughs> Very dry martinis. That is subtle. Mm. A martini made with vodka is sometimes called a vodka teeny. Oh, is it really? Yeah. That's shit house. It is shit house. I mean, you wouldn't take James Bond seriously if he ordered a vodka teeny. <laughs> no, right? he always yeah. orders vodka martini, but I've seen them on menus as vodka teeny. But I mean, oh, I'll have a vodka teeny. Mm. I mean, I people want- are lazy these days. Yeah, yeah. They won't say all the words. They want to make all the words go together mm. and smush them up. I don't like it. You don't like it. <laughs> a martini made with vodka and apple cider is called an apple teeny. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Get the recipe. Yeah. In the 1600s, thermometers were filled with brandy instead of mercury. Oh, really? That's yeah. a good secret. That's, imagine, but imagine like when they decided to change that. And died of mercury poisoning. Uh, yep. <laughs> that's I actually that's that a really interesting fact. Yeah. A martini made with tequila is a tequini. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now you're making things. No, up. that's true. I really? think. I don't know. Is a martini made with a football oval and oval teeny? Oh. It is now. <laughs> that's what I figured. Uh, the corkscrew was invented in 1860. Mm. How did people uh, drink prior to that? Well, I didn't. They didn't. It, it was all the bottles were sitting sudden, there. Yeah, mm. they were sitting there. They had yep. a hell of a party, though. Yeah. The I launch understand. party for the corkscrew? Man, no yeah. survivors. Is a martini made with a hot dog a teeny weenie? <laughs> <laughs> it is, well, but that's only for children. A, a martini made with goat's milk is a fettuccine. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, it's good that we were going somewhere with it. A martini made with clams is a scolopini. <laughs> 
<laughs> we're just entertaining ourselves now, are we? Yeah. I can keep going. Yeah, I just, yeah go on. Yeah, no, yeah. brilliant. A martini made by a vet is called a zucchini. Oh, it's good. Have you got one more? Yeah. One Do more. one more, but just give us the setup and let's see if we can guess it. Yeah. A martini served in two parts. Um, a to be continued teeny. No, it doesn't work. Uh, a teeny arena. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the venue that you drink all the martinis at. A martini served in two parts is called a bikini. <laughs> of ah. course it is a bikini. That's clever. Yeah. Well, this yeah. podcast has been most Fact bombs. Fact bombs. <laughs> Fact bombs. <laughs> that was good. Uh, obviously, the episode's about uh, booze, and oh, we should probably say at the outset that we're not promoting no. uh, yeah. drinking too much alcohol. No, drinking no. is bad. Uh, especially, well, now, now I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm in my mid-30s now, um, and knocking at the door of my late 30s, and I tell you what, two drinks... Now and I'm hungover for days. Mm-hmm. I can't. Yes. I can't possibly. I can't even handle. I think back to 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 the twenty something me who was who was doing quite a bit of drinking on tour, and a he's an idiot, and b just the thought of it makes me uh, hungover. Now it's horrible. Yeah. Well, I was, the the thing I've noticed, and I was talking with a friend about this. The thing that I've just sort of noticed creeping in is hangover just doesn't um, come with illness and 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 feeling very very. Crap and tired, but crippling levels of guilt. Which is a, <laughs> that's true. Which is a, that's a, that didn't used to happen. It's true. I remember waking up um, uh, from, from from a night on the tiles mm. and um, and wondering like how many friends I had left. Yeah. Which of my controversial new opinions have I shared with everybody? Yeah. <laughs> And that brings me rather neatly to this story about Man Bites God on tour in Sydney a thousand years ago. Mark, you do not scrub up well in this story. Um, we, were, uh, uh, we were in Sydney, I think at King's Cross in a bar, and Mark had nodded off. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you remember this I story? I know where you are. Yeah. Uh, it was Oxford uh, Street, actually. Oh, was it? The, uh, oh, the, the prosecution, the, the, is that what it's yeah, called? the judgment bar. Yeah. Oh, how ironic. Yeah. The judgment bar at the courthouse. Yeah. Oh, there you go. There's a plug. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, Mark was woken by a bouncer uh, who said, all right, let's be having you. I don't even know if Mark was asleep, to be honest, or he'd just closed his eyes for a minute and the bouncer had pounced because it was about three in the morning. It was quite late. It was late. It was late. And uh, we, we'd, we'd been drinking. And Mark, to be honest, not unreasonably, argued with the bouncer as if to say, look, you know, I'm just sitting here. I might have rested for a moment, but I'm not planning to stay the night. Uh, and the bouncer um, escorted Mark to the door. I think he picked Mark up, yeah. basically. Pretty much. With Mark still talking, and this is the, yeah. that, that's the bit that I like, was Mark was just kept talking. And this, this bouncer was the size of eight or nine Marks. Mm, like, yeah. he was a big motherfucker. And he picked Mark up and he took him to the entrance, uh, which was uh, at the head of um, quite a large staircase. Mm. And he, he, he just picked Mark up and took him to that entrance and said, no, you should probably leave. And Mark... Still quite rationally <laughs> arguing about why he really shouldn't be kicked out of a venue. Uh, uh, and then the bouncer just picked him up bodily and walked him down two flights of stairs, sort of dragged Like a rag him. doll. It was amazing because yeah. I was at the top of the stairs thinking, well, mm. I'm a witness to whatever happens <laughs> next. And, um, and, it was, and he just, he just uh, 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 dragged him down these stairs and out into the street. Now, I would have been dead uh, uh, and crying 
if, if someone had done that to me. Mark got to the bottom of the stairs, still in the grip of the bouncer, just being dragged down two flights of stairs, still arguing, still arguing with the bouncer. No, 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 I can get quite rational. Look, no, 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 I think I should still be in there. My friends are in there and rah, 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 rah. And I saw the bouncer do this and it was terrifying. I saw the bouncer look left and then look right to see if anyone was on the street and no one was because it was late. And then he clenched his fist and that's when I, very drunkenly, threw myself between them and said, no, he's sorry. He's very sorry. We're all sorry. Uh, uh, and, and, and dragged him away. But that's uh, always whenever I think of Man Bites God and Booze, that's always the first story that conjures up. And I believe it was the same night that someone stole Chris's jacket. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was a good night, wasn't it? Oh, Jesus. It was. Sydney. Just to um, refresh your memory, it was the uh, Belowground Music Video Awards that we were being, uh, we were up for an award against Eskimo Joe. We lost to Eskimo Joe, which is not that disappointing because the music video was awesome. And they're quite a good band. Mm. Yeah, but um, yeah, no, that that was quite a big night. Was a big night, wasn't yeah, it? so it was commiseration drinks. So we're already a bit foul because we'd been nominated for this award and lost. Yeah, and weirdly enough, that stolen jacket was like a psychological drama because I had my business cards in the pocket. Mm. The guy who stole the coat kept messaging me saying, I have your coat. And then I'd go, oh, I'd like to get it back. And he'd go, oh, I don't think you can. <laughs> and uh, I'd be like, but what are you doing? Why are you messaging me, dude? Clearly, he was. Uh, it's he, like your coat was taken by the Riddler. It was, yeah. taken, <laughs> it was, it was taken hostage. The windows in your home are there for all the world to see. Give your windows an attractive look with new draperies. We can make them frilly or with a tailored drape. New curtains and draperies in every size and shape. We were talking earlier uh, about the inability to remember anything um, after a, a big night. And um, I actually found this in a notebook years ago. And it was like a letter from drunk James to sober James. Yep. And it was amazing because it was like a whole different person was, was talking to me uh, through the notebook. And I thought I might read that out if that's okay. Do you need any music for it? Oh, yeah, music. Good question. It'd be tricky, this one. I think what would be nice... You need crickets. Maybe you just need atmosphere. Maybe you just need... I think um, uh, what it needs is kind of a, like a, a Tom Waitsy okay. kind of music, just quietly right. yeah, kind yeah, of in right. the background, Good. you know. Uh, obviously not Tom Waits because no, we can't no. afford the rights. Um, and that would start... I always have a black A5 notebook with me so I can write down song ideas, jokes, thoughts, dreams, phone numbers, etc. And do little drawings of people I'm supposed to be listening to. I was looking back over an old notebook and I found this odd little entry. I have no idea when or why I wrote it down, but I'm pretty sure it happened on tour, very late at night and while everyone was stupendously drunk. And uh, this is titled, Chris's Theory of Seafood. Now, this is clearly something that we had all just been talking about, and I had actually had the presence of mind to annotate. Chris's theory of seafood. Everything that is wet is seafood. Ducks are seafood. Rain is seafood. Dried fish is not seafood. Neither are prawn crackers, because they are not wet. Shark skin shoes are not seafood, unless you walk in a puddle. Then they are seafood. If you are caught in the rain, then you become seafood. 
and you'll be harpooned by Japanese fishermen and sold as sushi. The human body is 86% seafood. <laughs> and then on the same page down the bottom was a little scrawled note that said, Chris's theory of egg salad. <laughs> And this is Chris's theory of egg salad. Everything that has egg in it is egg salad. Cakes, omelets, chickens are all egg salad. Ducks are both seafood and egg salad. Supermarkets are egg salad because they have eggs in them. Fertile women are egg salad. And 86% seafood. So there you are. That that is literally drunk man bites God sending a message to sober man bites God. Yeah. So you can be quite creative while you're a bit bit off your head. That's true. Mostly that's the only time I'm creative. <laughs> so that's not, a sad. I mean, we're not. Uh, as we said before, we're not encouraging drinking, no. but sometimes no. it helps. It's all right. That's no, fun. Do you know what's fun? Actually, this is a terrible. This is a sad indictment of my life. Yeah. But fuck it. Is um. Uh, I remember this is re- the first time you've been sober. It's is the first time right? ever I've been sober. Yeah. Consequently, I'm not very funny. Um, uh, uh, I, I remember uh, being single in my sort of maybe mid to late 20s yeah. and realising that every girl I had ever gotten together with between the ages of my ages of 18 to about 25, none of them I had met while sober. None of them. Yeah. Literally, like, because I'm very shy and I can't talk to to, to girls because I'm terribly shy and fear rejection. And so I I took stock. I wrote a list of names and none of them I had chatted up while sober. How sad is that? Quite possibly most of them were drunk as well. They would have had to have been. As I say, it's a social lubricant. It is. It is. It's a sexy word. (laughs) (laughs) So there you go, kids. Write it down. Drink. It helps you meet people. Uh, now, when I looked up booze, because uh, I ended up going to Google because mm. I wasn't sure what booze was. What's Google? Um, I, um, I'm going to ignore that. Um, <laughs> when what? I, because uh, because you know the thing about booze is the first thing that comes to mind when you use the word booze is booze cruise, which just brings to mind a bogan's really nasty kind of awful. Boat trips You know I think the word booze Has been maligned But I found a a way That you can make it Less maligned And that is that Booze is also A small town In North Yorkshire In England (laughs) That is This uh, is a fact One mile (laughs) Where were you? (laughs) One mile east Of Langthwaite And Arkeltown (laughs) Arkeltown you're making this up. <laughs> and let me tell you, there's a riding school nearby. Hey. The 1851 census counted 41 houses in booze. <laughs> that town, by the way, the Royal Mail, I'll tell you this thing. The Royal Mail announced in 2008 it was withdrawing postal services to booze um, on health and safety grounds because it involved an excessively steep rural track. So, so the town of... <laughs> What? The, so- the town of booze is almost a- an analogy to real booze. It's sort of, um, well, actually, maybe it's not a very good analogy. I'm getting a headache. No. <laughs> I want to move to Arkle Town. Yeah. So uh, there you go. So booze is also a town in, uh, 
in North Yorkshire. It's also the noise that Chris hears when he tries to tell that story. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that is the other meaning as well. Maybe you should see it, my favourite department store. Values and selection are what they're famous for. All their fashions are new. They got a payment plan for you. I um, uh, 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 I was very young, like, you know, sort of late teens, maybe 19, maybe 20. I went out with a group of people and I got horrendously drunk. And uh, we lived, we all lived at home at the time um, with our parents. So where do you go when you're a kid and you're a bit pissed? To the park. Of, yeah, to the, the park, park, of course you do. I agree. And, um, and so we, uh, uh, we went to the park. And you know in the park there are those kind of little flying foxes. So they're kind of like a single beam. Yeah. And then it's a suspended flying fox. And you only step up about a, a, a foot and you, you you take hold of it and you swing from one thing to another. It's quite cool. And this playground had one of those, but it had two of them, one at a slightly higher height. So it sort of formed like a, a Z, if you like. I got it. Um, you with me? Mm. Now I was drunk and there were girls there. Uh, and, so uh, you were talking to them. <laughs> so I, yeah. I was able to talk to them, yeah. but I went, I went even further. I, I, I literally went to the point where I went – I'm going to really impress them. This is drunk logic at its finest. Yeah. I'm going to really impress these girls. They're going to really like me. And this is what I did. I jumped up on top of uh, the flying fox bit, which is a beam about half a foot wide. Mm-hmm. And I started walking along it. Smart move. Kind of tightrope style with mm. the hands outstretched over sort of seven or eight feet mm. off the ground. Yes. That's a long way to fall. It's a long way to fall. I was walking along, and everybody is waiting for me to fall over. They're all watching me, like I'm a like like I'm a suicide jumper. Nice. And um and I get to the end of one of them, and then I step up onto the higher one, and I get to the very end. And even I'm quite surprised because I'm not the most coordinated person sober. Everything was fine. Everything was good. So to celebrate that, and again to impress the girls, I urinated. <laughs> <laughs> I took my penis out and I urinated off the top of playground equipment and then uh, uh, once done, turned to walk back and the concentration level just wasn't there anymore because I'd succeeded. You'd achieved. You'd achieved. Yeah, that's right. And also I suspect I was a bit lighter because I was yeah, that's less right. urine Your balance was out. Balance was out. So um, I was walking back and about halfway back, someone said something quite funny and I turned to laugh with the rest of the group and I fell like a sack of shit <laughs> onto tan bark, which oh. is look, look. I mean, it could have been worse. Could have been knives, but yeah. it was tan. But it, it's not the softest thing in the world. And I, fe- I, I really did fall like parts of a body in a sack. Like I fell badly. Mm. All I could think when I hit the ground was, oh no, people are going to think I'm really hurt. And I don't want to bring anyone's buzz down. <laughs> so what I did was... Consider I, it. Yeah, well, because it's drunk thinking. So what I did was I got to my feet really quickly and I went, no, 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 because everyone was running towards me going, oh, my God, James is dead. And I, I stood up really quickly and said, no, 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 it's all right. I'm an idiot. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a big dick. I shouldn't have done that. Uh, but I'm fine. I'm, I'm really fine. Don't worry about it. And everyone, oh, okay, no worries. Um, and I was because... Alcohol had given me the power of ignoring my body. So I was fine until the next day. And the next day I woke up not remembering immediately what had happened the night before. And 
it was like someone had beaten me up in my sleep because I was hungover. Yeah. But I was hungover and bruised and bloodied. Like a mystery story, the night unfolded in my memory and I remember and, – and I got to the bit where I'd urinated off play equipment in mixed company and went, oh, my, my life probably needs a bit of a change of direction. <laughs> it reminds me of a uh, when I was at university, uh, one of the guys I was in a drama class with, who incidentally uh, was running for student – uh, 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 elections um, for the more beer party, which also uh, yes. okay. Well, that's fair enough. Um, he he rocked up to drama one day, um, looking very seedy and quite swollen and bruised all down one side of his face and body. Oh um, and it was a Friday, which Thursday nights were the big sort of bar night at, at the university I went to. Uh, and so, you know, not unusual to see a few sort of grey faces on, on, on a Friday in drama. What happened to you last night? And he said, I went to bar night. And I went, what happened? And he said, oh, I woke up this morning and, I, and, I, and I, I was in so much pain. And I said to my housemate... Uh, I think I must have got in a fight last night. <laughs> and, and his housemate had told him, no, you didn't get in a fight. And apparently what had happened was they were leaving the bar and walking back uh, to the college that they lived in. Um, and the university I went to is surrounded by a moat. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and... And, and, and this, this guy, I wish I could remember his name, but he saw... I think better you don't. Yeah, <laughs> He apparently on his way back um, saw a duck just <laughs> walking around. Uh, he decided to chase the duck. Uh, and then ducks have the mysterious magical power of flight. Hmm. The duck took off and flew into a nearby tree for safety. And uh, this guy uh, wasn't going to let that stop him nah. and climbed the tree. Uh, He's a hunter. Yeah. <laughs> And fell out of the tree. <laughs> and not a very good hunter. Onto the ground, <laughs> which then sloped down into the moat and oh. rolled into the moat. Oh, dear. Uh, where his housemate had to pull him out and rescue him and essentially drag him back to college so he could go to bed. <laughs> and he didn't remember any of that. Awesome. It was a great story, though. Yeah, I think it was actually, that was his campaign platform for the Mobile <laughs> Party. <laughs> actually, really, I really like the fact that this podcast has become kind of a cautionary tale. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. become kind of a, a, a traveling medi- medicine show style. Mm. Don't, guys, just don't drink because this is what happens. Yeah. Well, I, I have a tale that mm. maybe goes the other direction. Oh, good. Um, I have recorded evidence of uh, Man Bites God creating a song. Whilst drunk, oh no! And uh, I've I've dug it up. Oh shit! No, what are you doing? And uh, this wasn't discussed. I don't like. I don't like this. I'm not signing off on this idea. And uh, I have it with me, so I can play it. Yeah, go. And we can discuss it. (laughs) Discuss whether it makes the podcast. (laughs) Yeah, go. Hello. 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 I'll give you the intro. Right. <laughs> she was kind, she was kind, she was smart, she was nice, she was caring and supported and supported. All her kids, all her kids, she was clean, she was. 
When was that recorded? Oh, it must have been pre-2002 Because that's yeah. when that song came out on a CD Ultrasound, oh, still available yeah. on iTunes We were such different people back then was, We were uh, Quite I talented believe, I believe I had written the song But I wasn't confident with it well, you, Yeah, you seem to sort of um and ah over a few of the words there. Yeah And we'd <laughs> had a first rehearsal draft, clearly We'd had a rehearsal And when we finished rehearsing We had a few beers yeah. And then we had a few more beers mm. And then we had another beer And then we went and had some dinner And then we came back And I said, I've got this song Let's see what it's like. And then we recorded that demo so that we wouldn't forget. Thank God we didn't forget it. Lucky. 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 <laughs> and luckily I named it in, in my iTunes tunes library as Esmeralda Demo Drunk. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, uh, uh, I wrote this in Stockholm and I thought it might be just a, an interesting change of pace. Just to link it very lightly to the theme, th- this place called Pathos and it's about, you know, you know when you, if people drink, they, they kind of have a moment of that sort of patheticness of life and existence. This, is, this sort of, I think, attempts to capture that. It's a play, but I'll, I'll read it as a, as, a, as a prose piece. But it's a, um, uh, uh, well, I'll just read it. James, shut up. <laughs> Pathos, a short play written in a tiny room in Stockholm. A park bench. A kindly old woman sits on one side of the bench looking thoughtfully into the distance. A young woman enters and sits on the other side of the bench. The young woman is nursing what appears to be a newborn baby in her arms. The old woman looks over at the young woman wistfully and sniffs audibly. Young woman, are you okay? Old woman, I was just looking at your child. She's lovely. What's her name? Young woman, Alice. Old woman, that's a lovely name. She's very beautiful. The old woman is overcome for a moment and has to look away, blinking tiny tears out of her eyes. Young woman, what's wrong? Old woman, it's silly really. It's just that your little girl reminds me so much of my granddaughter. I had a falling out with my son a few weeks ago and he suddenly decided he didn't want me to see her anymore. Your daughter looks like she'd be about my granddaughter's age now. They grow up so fast. She will have already forgotten me, of course. The old woman cries quietly. There is a pause. Young woman, would you like to hold her? Old woman, oh, oh no, I, I couldn't. I've, I've burdened you enough. Young woman, go on. Alice is very well behaved and she's always very good around strangers. Pause. The old woman looks at the child for a long time. Old woman. All right. Tentatively, she reaches for the baby. The young woman passes Alice over to her. The old woman holds her very carefully. Old woman. Aw, look at her. Thanks so much for this. 
the old woman suddenly stands up and starts violently beating the baby against the bench. The young woman screams and stands up trying to stop her, but the old woman pushes her out of the way and continues beating the baby against the side of the bench until it is a bloody pulp on the ground. After it is done, there is a pause. The old woman looks up sadly and guiltily at the young woman. The young woman lying on the ground next to the bench is in shock. Then suddenly, the young woman starts to laugh. Young woman, ha ha, that wasn't a baby at all. It was just a loose collection of meat and blood and entrails that I bought from the butcher's shop this morning. Old woman pulls away the blanket to reveal that this is the truth. The old woman is now quiet and shaking. Old woman, but why? But the young woman is laughing too hard to answer. She laughs and laughs and laughs at the old woman. She laughs forever. The end. (laughs) (laughs) That's how dark it gets in Stockholm. (laughs) You're sitting in a hostel. Uh, uh, just looking out the window. Oh dear. Um, uh, uh, I have a song. This is a song that I wrote uh, that has uh, never been recorded, but it's quite apt. It goes like this. Last night I drank 12 pints of Guinness And kept right on drinking till late Now it's the morning and I don't feel well Must have been something that I ate Last night I did shots of tequila Though my friend said I was tempting fate Now I have vomit in my pockets Must have been something that I ate My head feels like somebody shat in it My bones feel like they're full of cheese My wallet's gone, and so are my pants Sounds like food poisoning to me Last night I drank a lot of vodka And woke up floating in a lake Beside me there was a dead prostitute Call work, tell them I'll be late Cause suddenly I don't feel great must have been something that I ate. I had a recent uh, drinking escapade that, oh, I, yes. that I went on. I had a friend um, who I hadn't seen for a while. I was in town mm. and we went um, uh, with another friend of mine to this other friend's brother-in-law's restaurant. It's complex. Are you writing this down? <laughs> I can draw a map. I'll put got, a map I've, on the website. I've got a diagram. Yeah. He lives near the country of booze. Yeah. Um, being, you know, semi-related to the owner of the restaurant meant that we, you know, were, were given um, copious amounts of booze throughout our meal. And then uh, at the end of the night, pulled out some uh, beers that were 9% alcohol, which that's is... A, that's a lot, isn't it? It is a lot. Yeah. That's really game over. Mm, I think when, you, yeah. <laughs> when, you're, when you're hitting the 9% beers. Um, Late in the night's not a good idea. Yeah, yeah, and so after that, we went out somewhere else and we moved somewhere close to where I lived and then there was just a point where I, I just went, I'm, I'm too drunk, we have to, I have to go. Yes. We can't, I, I can't continue this, it's madness. It's madness. <laughs> and so, I mean, I was, I was walking distance from my house at this point, so, mm. which, was, which was great. Um, and Stumbling so, distance. Yeah. Um, and I remember being about halfway home and then nothing. 
Oh, um, <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. In, in, you weren't obviously uh, kidnapped by aliens. Possibly. Okay. Possibly. Well, I woke up the next day mm. at home. Yes. So easy win there. Um, <laughs> uh, which is good. In bed. Yep. Um, on my own. So, yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Take a leap. Yeah. It, that could have gone either way. It really? Could, you could yeah. have gone either way. Yeah. And I thought, oh, geez. I don't really I don't really remember getting home. At all Can I just night. say if you were making a film of that and your first line waking up in your bedroom it was who jeez. <laughs> Sorry, go on. And I thought I thought to myself, just wonder what time it is. Mm. Reached over to find my find my phone. Wasn't there. And I thought, ah, okay. Uh I'll just get my watch. Also wasn't there. Uh oh. And I went, huh. And I thought, well, my phone must be in my in my in my pants. Um, so I sort of sat up to look for where I left my pants. Uh oh, they weren't there either. Uh oh, no and pants. Thought, this is this is not looking good. And it, my 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 bedroom was bereft of clothes on the floor. Like there was nothing. Like I like, and so I got up and I walked into the kitchen, where I found my phone, my wallet, my keys, my watch. Everything, all my clothes in the kitchen, <laughs> and the 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 rubbish bin now had a massive dent in the top of it. And that's all you know. That's all I know. Good lord! What? I mean, do, do you have? That's it. That's the story. That's the mystery. It's a great mystery. It was a great mystery. You saved it for yourself. Can I pitch yeah. a theory? Yeah. yeah. You sat on the bin to take your clothes off. Yeah. That's my thing. But why would I do that? I don't know. Because you were drunk. My so drunk, you blacked out. <laughs> <laughs> and anything could have happened. Yeah. Drinking's bad. I always find it very funny that, um, uh, like, I, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't do drugs, illegal drugs. I will sometimes get on the neurofin. But I don't. Um, it's not legal. I don't think that counts. It doesn't count. I uh, just you know when my back hurts. But I don't do um, you know I don't do coke. But the number of fucking people at parties who come up to me and go, they're like, oh, but you would love coke. It's such a creative drug. And it's like, yeah, I'm I'm not really sure about that. I just wonder if cocaine makes you think you're creative. And I'm sure there's some very creative people who take cocaine, but I'm sure they'd be quite creative without it. Possibly cocaine acts as a gateway to creation, but it's not necessarily, you know, the be all But the number of people who have gone, oh, yeah, just do cocaine and you become creative mm. is frankly a bit insulting. Mm. Whereas I think um, alcohol is sort of procreative. Explain. Wow. It well, multiplies itself. Well, yeah. A lot of people's inhibitions get dropped and suddenly there's uh, a bit of procreation I going gotcha. on. Gotcha. Clever. That was good. Mm. Thank you. A little wordplay. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I thought you were like um, anti-Darwinism. <laughs> I'm procreative, yeah. actually, that kind of thing. But uh, the best description I've heard about alcohol is alcohol is a mood elevator. Yeah. So the idea is that alcohol works with what you've got. So yes. if you if you go into uh, a drunken situation feeling happy, mm. and then you drink, you become more happy. Mm. The alcohol amplifies yeah, whatever I think you amplifies probably better than elevator. Yeah, than elevator amp- sounds like yeah, absolutely. and amplify. You're right, amplifies. Yeah. But if you go in drinking angry, yes. you get angrier. Yeah. Yes. So alcohol works with what you give it. I think probably probably because it was the longest time we've spent together. Yes. The three of us probably the most. We've ever drunk collectively was Edinburgh. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's Edinburgh true. was a concert. Well, I don't think I was ever sober in Edinburgh, right, except right. for when I got off the plane. Um, and I may mm-hmm. have been a little bit drunk then. <laughs> um, 
Who knows? Well, because uh, they say that Guinness doesn't travel very well. It's a meal. And I'd never had Guinness so close to yeah. Ireland before. So there's not a long way to travel no. to get from um, from Ireland to no. Edinburgh. And in fact, I think it's just a pipe goes under the uh, <laughs> under the ocean. That is correct. Yeah. It was delicious. It yeah. was just delicious. And so, I mean, I know there were other things to drink, but I drank Guinness the whole time we were in Edinburgh. Yes. And Iron Brew. And I brew when I drank too much Guinness. Yeah, and that was it. And they uh, they were delightful liquids. But yeah. it was but it was a different time. It was a different time. <laughs> well, it was, we were different people. We're yeah, different people. A, yeah. I well, I tell you, that was back in two thousand and four. Yes. Uh, now I've been back to Edinburgh since yes. uh, in two thousand and eleven with a different project, not a Man Bites God project. Yeah. And I couldn't do it. Like uh, you still, I mean, in Edinburgh you can drink until six in the morning. Yes. Walk home in the sunshine. Yep. Go to sleep, wake up at 12 and do it all again. Yep. But seven years down the track, I, my body just said, no, be home by about 10.30 p.m., pop an episode of The Wire on, <laughs> have a nice cup of tea and a bicky and uh, be up nice and early and maybe go for a jog. Jog, really? Yeah. No, not really. Yeah. I've never jogged say. in my life. I was going to say. That sounds like a lie. Yeah. The only time I have ever jogged is... Running for a tram. Running for a tram. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I tell you what, once I've done that, I'm on the train and I am panting for the next day yeah. and a half. <laughs> My recovery time after jogging for yeah. a tram is not good. <laughs> so there you are, kids, don't drink. Or just drink when you're happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Magnify the happiness. Yeah. That would be a great title for a kid's song. Yeah. <laughs> that is a good lesson to teach the kids. Yeah. Alcohol yeah. is a mood amplifier. Drink when you're happy. Uh, and when you're sad. Cut yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just as a disclaimer there oh, We We don't condone That much drinking yeah, yeah. I can't think of a better place to end Thank you very much For tuning into this entire season The whole six episodes of Theatre of the World We'll be back sometime in the future With something similar Or different I mean we're not going to be back in the past are we We might be Actually, you are back in the past. You're forward in the future. We'll, we'll be, be forward. We will be rude in the future. I'm in the past, forwarding to the future right now. It's true. I'm listening to this oh and I'm God. talking. What? Think about that. Do your backwards talking. And what is that? Ah, uh, that says um, you don't know how to do backwards talking, uh, you bastard. Right. But it'd be interesting to play it back. So if you could snip that out and just reverse it and play it back and see what happens. Find episodes and more at theatreoftheworld.com. This is Man Bites God. Now, I've got a pleasant living recipe here that's a wonderful dish with national beer. We call it Heavenly Devil Clam, and we know you're going to love it. Yes, ma'am. You ready now? Chop a pint of clams that are tender and sweet, a half a cup of shrimp, a half a cup of crab meat. Add Worcestershire and Tabasco, too, and on the side, make a little roux. 
Did he say rue? Yeah. Well, what do you do? Mix flour and water. That's all you do? That's all you do. And that's a rue? Yeah, that's a rue. Well, hope they do. Now heat the meat and add the roux. Stir till it's thick and you're nearly through. Put it in clamshells with cracker crumbs. Bake at 350 and there she comes with National Beer, National Beer. You'll like the taste of National Beer. And while we're singing, we're proud to say it's brewed on the shores of the Chesapeake Bay. Brewed on the shores of the Chesapeake Bay. 